Hello, and welcome to the Simply and Fiercely Show, a podcast for women who want to clear their clutter and create space for freedom and joy. If your life keeps getting bigger, but not better, keep listening to learn about decluttering from the inside out. It's about creating a life that's aligned with your values and priorities, so you can have more of what matters and less of what doesn't. I'm your host, Jennifer, and I'm so glad you're here. Let's get started. Hey everybody, it's Jennifer here from the Simply and Fiercely Show, and today I'm going to chat with you about your closet. And (laughs) this is a topic that I am so, so, so passionate about. Everything from, you know, closet decluttering to minimalist wardrobes. It is something that I could talk about for hours, and I apologize, I will try and keep this brief. (laughs) But the reason that I'm so passionate about it is that it was really the starting point for me with my minimalist journey. And a little bit of background for those who are new here. I was a shopaholic for, I don't know, at least 15 years. Um, I started pretty young um, and it got to the point where I was shopping like five, six, seven days a week. Sometimes I had an entire guest bedroom that I used as a walk-in closet and I had this really strange love-hate relationship with my closet. I don't know if any of you can relate to this um, but on one hand I I do really love clothes like even now I identify as a minimalist. I've been a minimalist for over a decade. I have had quite a minimalist wardrobe for over a decade but I really do love clothes. I love fashion. I love putting outfits together, right? As I said, I had this massive walk-in closet. Um, <laughs> I had, I think at one point, like easily over a hundred pair of shoes. I had a lot of shoes, especially. And when I looked at my individual items, like if I went through my closet and I was like pulling everything out one at a time, I loved everything, right? I really did just love clothes. I loved clothes of all types. I thought everything was beautiful, but and this is kind of where minimalism and everything comes into play. I also hated my closet, right? As I said, it was like this really weird, contradictory relationship. I hated my closet because it felt like it was such a battle. And I, even though I liked fashion and I enjoyed, you know, sort of playing around with it, I was very aware that it was taking up too much room in my life. The time that I spent, you know, shopping for clothes, the money oh my goodness I spent so much money shopping for clothes just trying to like figure out what to wear each day sometimes that was a huge battle um and also like the physical space as I said I'm you know I'm not a wealthy person I've never lived in a place where you know I just had tons and tons of extra rooms so like my walk-in closet um was usually a room that could be used for something else so I had this kind of conflicting relationship with my closet also, just I guess, talking about how I felt about getting dressed, I have always, like my dream, if you asked me like my whole life, how I wanted to feel, I wanted to be effortlessly stylish. I was so obsessed with those magazine articles. I don't know if you read fashion magazines. Um, I don't anymore, but this used to be all the rage where they would basically be showing like a mini capsule, like 10 or 15 trending items and then they would do this editorial shoot where they'd have all these magnificent outfits 
and the woman would just look so polished and put together it didn't really matter what the style was um they were just always able to create these amazing outfits out of just a few items and i was so fascinated by that like i wanted that so much um but you know despite having a massive wardrobe with what felt like nearly an infinite amount of options um like i genuinely think i could have got an entire gear without repeating outfits just to give you an idea of the scope <laughs> but even with having like all of those options it just never felt like getting dressed was effortless in fact it was the opposite it was like stressful and it took a considerable amount of time so i would i was someone who really spent a lot of time looking at outfits that i saw like in magazines or online this was probably like mid 2000s so social media actually wasn't quite huge then i feel like i'm dating myself but it was like peak era of fashion blogs right and i had adored fashion blogs and I would spend way too long looking at them and then trying to replicate these outfits on myself yet you know no, no matter what happened I just never felt like I was pulling it off right I never really found what I was looking for I didn't have that like confident effortless ease with getting dressed and so it led to this kind of cycle where I felt like I was always shopping because I was always looking for like that magical piece that was going to bring my wardrobe together and I was going to become this person who was like so effortless and fashionable without trying. But in the meantime, you know, it didn't happen. My closet just kept growing. It was a huge mess. It was impossible to declutter though because I loved everything and I just found it all really stressful and it was starting to, yeah, I mean, this is kind of embarrassing to admit, but really kind of consume my life a bit. So yeah that's where I was I didn't want to give up on fashion I still wanted to look good kind of like it almost feels embarrassing to admit that like we're not supposed to be vain but it is true right we want to feel confident we want to feel good we want to look good in our clothes so in my head like minimal stressing was just like being boring <laughs> and I didn't want that but I also was tired of all the effort and all the stress and I just wanted it to be easy right and so what's amazing is that even though I wouldn't call myself now like the most fashionable person in the world, um, it has been like 10, 12, maybe even 15 years since I've been on this journey of simplifying. And what's kind of amazing to me, and I don't want to say this to brag, it's just genuinely I can't believe that I've come this far and that I love my closet, right? And it almost sounds like a weird thing to say, but like I love getting dressed. At any given day, I could just reach into my closet, like within a minute, decide what to wear, put on my clothes, know that I feel good. Um, my closet is quite small. I have a pretty, like I, I reckon I could put everything that I own into easily into like one regular size suitcase, right? But yet I have never felt more fashionable, more confident, more effortless in my entire life, even though I'm 42 now. <laughs> And, you know, in my head, I'm like, oh, I should have felt so much more confident when I was in my 20s and I was, you know, pre-babies and, you know, looked different, I suppose. But I don't. I feel more confident and happy with my wardrobe now. And so in thinking about this podcast episode, I was sort of asking myself, what was it? What was it that took me from having this closet that was a cluttered mess? And not just the closet, like 
I felt like I was a cluttered mess when I was trying to get dressed, right? It was kind of how I felt as well. To now having a closet that is extremely streamlined and functional, and more importantly, makes me happy, makes me feel good. I enjoy getting dressed again. So what was it that made that happen? So I've tried to distill it down to sort of three core lessons that I'm going to share with you in this episode. The first one, probably the number one thing that was like the biggest aha moment. Some of you may have heard me say this before, but I'm going to repeat it anyway, because it it's so simple yet mind-blowing. And I think that everybody needs to realize this. There is sometimes a huge difference between the style that you genuinely enjoy wearing and what you admire on other people. Okay, I'm going to say that again, because again, it's just, I really want to drive this home. Just because you like something in a magazine, just because somebody walks by and you think, oh my God, they look amazing. Like, I love that outfit. That does not mean that you really want to wear it yourself. Okay, so let's break this down. As I said, I was very, very heavily influenced by what I saw in other people. Um, I loved the fashion blogs, the magazines, or even people on the street. Right. I used to work at a city um, in one of my old jobs, and I remember going on my lunch break. And if I would walk by someone who I thought had a really stylish outfit, if I had time left on my lunch break, I'd be running to the shops to try to buy pieces to replicate that look. Right. I just would just see something and go, oh, my God, that looks amazing. I want that for myself. Right. But then I would try to put the clothes on. I would try to replicate that outfit. And I never felt put together. It never worked on me. And back then, the story that I told myself, the narrative that I let myself believe was that it was me. Oh, it's because I'm not pretty enough, right? It's my body. I hate my body. If I just lost some weight that I would look like that woman. If I just, you know, spent more on better skincare, get a new haircut, whatever. I just always was sort of in this real, um, a cycle of self-hate where I was like, it's, it's me. I'm not good enough. That's why this outfit doesn't work on me. And there's a lot behind that, right? I'm not going to pretend that, you know, that's just one thing. There's so much about like psychology and emotion and all of that, that we could talk about. But what I will say, just to keep it simple right now, is that the big aha moment that I had is that it wasn't necessarily that there was something wrong with me or how I was getting dressed or my body. It's just that sometimes a style just isn't for me. And I don't mean that in the sense that like, one thing I really hate is that idea that certain bodies shouldn't wear certain things, right? Like you've probably heard some people shouldn't wear stripes because it's not slimming or, you know, you shouldn't wear something after a certain age or you know, if you have an apple body shape, for example, you shouldn't wear certain clothes, right? I hate that kind of rule. I think that you should wear whatever makes you feel good. Okay. So for example, as I said, I'm 42. Um, the rules of the fashion world, I probably, or society, maybe I probably shouldn't be wearing some of the clothes that I do, but I love shorts, like quite short shorts and short dresses, right? I've always worn them. I feel really comfortable. I feel free. I get hot easily. I like having my legs out, right? That's what feels best for me. And I don't care what any of the rules say, okay? So when I say that a style isn't for me, I don't mean like I'm not allowed to wear it. But what I mean is that I just don't feel comfortable in it. 
It just doesn't feel me. So for example, um, one book that I really love, and it was very trendy recently in past years, is Blazers, right? It's like every every fashion article, um, I don't read fashion magazines anymore, but I swear like everyone I accidentally stumbled across online was just about how like your blazer was your number one accessory to elevate every outfit. And I would look at pictures, um, or I have a friend actually recently, she um, works with me and I saw her the other day wearing this pink blazer and she looked so fantastic. Like I loved the outfit, right? But I know now from experience that I don't love blazers. I used to think that it was a confidence issue, right? Like I just had to be more confident and then I could wear them, right? Again, putting that blame on me, like, oh, I don't like my body. I need to be more confident. Where in reality, I just don't like to wear them. They're too structured. I don't like, um, I really don't like, I don't even like long sleeve shirts, to be honest. I don't like that structure on my arms. I'm always hot. <laughs> I don't know, maybe it's just an age, but I'm always hot, right? And I don't like that restricted feel. So I just don't like to wear blazers. And it sounds silly, but just accepting that and realizing, hey, it's not me not being able to wear the blazer. It's just me choosing, hey, I don't like them. It's a preference. I can admire it on you. It looks beautiful on you. I think that my friend looks so fashionable when she wears them, but it's not for me. And that is something that took me so long to realize. And it's actually like a weird power dynamic. When I was younger, right, I would read fashion magazines or trends or whatever and feel like, I was trying to be good enough to wear them, right? Am I cool enough to wear this new trend? Am I cool enough to pull off what's in the fashion magazine, right? But now it's kind of this flip where I'm like, hey, what's in those magazines? I kind of see them for what they are. This is marketing. They're trying to vie for my attention. They need to be good enough that I want to wear them. And whereas it used to make me feel less than when I would like choose oh, I'm not wearing, you know, this trend. Whereas now I almost feel empowered. I'm like, no, no, that's not for me, right? So, I mean, there's a lot, as I said, this podcast is getting a bit long already. I could talk about this for ages, but, but the core kind of, the core principle that really helped me simplify my wardrobe was just realizing there is that difference between what I want to wear, what feels good on my body, in the sense that it just feels comfortable, but also it makes me feel like myself. So it's a big difference between that and an article of clothing that I can pick up and look at it and think it's beautiful, just like I would admire, you know, something hanging on the wall in a museum, right? I could admire something as beautiful and not want it on myself. And that was a huge part of my closet problem. I had hundreds of pieces of clothing hanging in my closet that I thought were beautiful and because I thought they were beautiful, I thought they would be great on me. But the truth is I would put them on myself and they just weren't what I liked to wear. And that's okay. And that kind of acceptance went so far towards decluttering, not only decluttering my closet, but changing the way that I shop and changing the way that I get dressed. Okay. So that's the number one. Um, the number two thing that helped me take my closet from cluttered to streamlined and functional was also changing the narrative about why I keep clothes. 
So anytime that I talk to people about closet decluttering, a few things come up, right? Uh, probably the biggest one is like, oh, I know as soon as I declutter it, that item will come back into fashion and I'll want to wear it again, right? Or like I'll lose weight and then I'll fit it again. Um, or, you know, I just spent so much money on that item. It feels like a waste to get rid of them, right? There's this huge umbrella, I guess, of reasons why we keep clothes. Again, there's so much that I could talk about that's beyond the scope of this podcast. I teach, you know, eight-week programs where we talk about decluttering. But just really simply, just looking at why I was keeping things and how I got rid of them a little bit differently. So, for example, I would always be so worried about waste. Like, oh, what if I get rid of it? Like, it just feels like it's too good to get rid of. That should I say, right? Like, I um, I had a lot of really expensive items that were like amazing thrift store finds, like really great vintage finds or like designer items that I found at like an outlet, right? These things that felt too good of to get rid of. And so there was like, yeah, the items just felt so valuable. But one big switch that really helped me is I started thinking about, well, what do I value more? This article of clothing. Yeah, it's an amazing vintage dress, right? It's so beautiful. But you know what I care about more? My well-being, my peace of mind, right? That matters more than like the most beautiful dresses out there. I need to put myself on a pedestal above this dress, right? Even if it is beautiful. And so like that kind of, I know it's going to sound weird, but it's almost like before this, but it was like this idea that like, yes, this dress is too beautiful to get rid of. And it kind of switched it to, it's like my well-being, my, you know, sense of joy, my sense of happiness, that effortless, you know, that confidence I want to feel, that ease I want to feel when I get dressed, that doing that for myself, wanting that for myself, that is what's too good to give up, right? That dress is just a dress and I'm going to give it to somebody else who can appreciate it and actually love it. Or, you know, someone else is going to have the joy of discovering it somewhere. But I am letting that go because that's for me, right? That's, that is for me. And even the same thing with the just-in-case items. Like, I know that not everybody has an infinite uh, budget. And sometimes we do have to keep things just in case. Like, I'll be honest, um, my favorite jeans, I keep them in two sizes because my weight goes up and down, right? I don't have 20 pairs of jeans. I actually only own three pairs of jeans and one of those pairs is the exact same jeans in two sizes, right? So we do have to keep sometimes a little bit of things just in case. But if you have like a whole closet full of clothes that you don't fit, right? Or a whole closet of things that you just might use one day. How's that kind of feel, right? It kind of, I don't know about you, but it makes me feel kind of crappy, right? And again, it kind of goes to that whole idea of well-being. And it's like, well, I care. I want myself to be happy. And that's something that's really hard, I think, especially for women, right? Really being like, hey, I want to put myself first. I really care about me feeling good. I want to put me feeling good ahead of other things, whether it's like wasting money or wasting time, right? And so putting my needs on a pedestal was a big help. And also, um, one of my number one tips that I always tell people when they are worrying about like, what if I'll need this someday? What if I get rid of it and then I regret it? is I always encourage people to kind of flip the narrative and kind of change the question a little bit. So like, let's say 
I know, for example, like you want to keep a piece of a pair of shoes, right? Because you're like, what if I have to go to this certain event, like a wedding or something, and I'll wish that I had those shoes, right? The question that you can ask instead is, if that happened, if you decluttered that pair of shoes and you got invited to that wedding, what could you do instead? And it's a little switch, but it gets your brain looking for solutions instead of problems. And what you often find is like, if that situation happened, yeah, it would be a minor inconvenience, right? The other shoes that you decluttered, maybe they would have been a better solution. But do you have something else you could do, right? We're all very um, resourceful people. There's other things we can do. And so those some of the thoughts that I used to that I had that really started to change the narrative about why I kept clothes. I started really thinking about prioritizing my comfort <laughs> over the clothes. It's kind of like what I said about the magazines, about how it was like that power dynamic, right? It's not about me trying to please fashion. It's not about me trying to please my clothes, right? It's about me putting me first. And then everything else falls in line behind what I really need for myself. Okay, so that's number two. And oh my goodness, this is gonna be a long episode. See, I told you I love talking about clothes and minimalist wardrobes. Okay, the third thing that really helped me transformed my closet. I want to say that it transformed my life, which sounds really cheesy because fashion, you know, it's just fashion, getting clothes or just clothes. But at the same time, it's transformed me because I feel more confident, right? And confidence, I think it's everything sometimes. Like when you feel confident and you feel good in your skin, you approach everything in the world differently. Um, so I feel more confident and I just have that effortless wardrobe that I always dreamed about. I feel good getting dressed. And the thing that made it all happen for me was dressing with a personal uniform. And I know what you're going to think. When, or at least me, when I first heard the concept of personal uniform, I thought, oh my God, how boring you think of people. Um, like I think it was Steve Jobs, right? Who wore like the same turtleneck and jeans, the exact same outfit every single day. And that's not for me, and it's probably not for you either. But when I talk about personal uniforms, I don't mean wearing the exact same outfit every day. But what I did is basically come up with formulas. So the formula is kind of like, it's kind of a mix of things. It's like the silhouette of the outfit, like the shape, the fabrics, the colors, etc. Kind of like a recipe, right? Um, like a muffin, okay? <laughs> I know it's funny. Please stick with me. Like if you learn a basic muffin recipe, you can then make lots of different ruffins. You can like add in feta cheese and spinach, or you can add in blueberries. You can make sweet muffins. You can make savory muffins. You could probably even, you know, stretch it out a bit and make a cupcake, right? These are all kind of like variations on the core concept of a muffin. But like kind of once you learn how to make a muffin, all of those other variations are not that challenging, right? You know what you like and you just switch things up. So it's a bit like that with getting dressed, right? I know that I like muffins. <laughs> and so I have like a muffin recipe for getting dressed and then I can just experiment. So let me, <laughs> let me talk about that in terms of clothes. Cause you're probably like, what is this woman talking about with a muffin? Like, for example, I like a certain type of dress. Okay. As I said earlier, I like shorter dresses, right? I've realized that I like really lightweight dresses because I live in a hot climate. I like them to be like loose and flowy and short. 
Um, I do wear shorts underneath so I don't float people. Um, it kind of doesn't have, it has kind of like a defined empire waist, right? Like I could show you all the dresses in my closet if I like hung them up in front of the window. So you wouldn't actually be able to see the dress. You just see like the outline, like the shadow. They would all look pretty much the same. Now, when you look in my closet, they don't look the same. They're very different colors. They're different like variations to the fabric, you know, the lengths, the sleeves, everything. There's, there's slight variations. But if you looked at them and you just kind of saw the silhouette, you'd be like, oh, they're pretty much the same, right? And that's what I mean by a uniform. I kind of figured out what kind of clothes it is, um, very broadly speaking, that I like to wear. And I probably wear some variation of the same three or four outfits almost every day, right? So for you, for example, it might be something, um, you know, I used to wear, especially when I didn't live in such a hot climate and I wore jeans all the time, right? It was always like skinny jeans, ankle boots, and a sweater, okay? So obviously you can play around with that a lot. You can wear different color jeans. You could probably even like mix in leggings, different fabrics of sweaters, different colors, different colored boots, right? But you've got this framework that works for you. And so you're not reinventing the wheel all the time, trying to create new outfits from scratch. You just really get clear on what you love, right? You get really clear on what it is that you can pull out of your closet every day and just feel fantastic on. And then once you get that written down, it's like a formula that you can just replicate over and over. And then that is how you achieve that effortless dressing that I was talking about earlier that I love so much and if that's something that you want to learn more about I'm actually teaching a live workshop about uniform dressing let me just grab the details it is going to be on if you're eastern time so that's new york time november 5th at 7 p.m so that'll be like a live workshop via zoom where I'll break down exactly how I create a personal uniform I will show you examples from my own wardrobe and then, you know, even other examples because what's really important about this personal uniform concept is that it's personal for you. It's not you seeing something in a magazine. This is why even though I like to consume them, I don't actually like in terms of giving advice, those like the top 10 lists that everyone should have, right? Because it doesn't work that way. There's nothing that everyone should have. Your top 10 list should be based on what you like personally. So that's what we're going to cover in this personal uniform workshop. And if you'd like to join us, the only way, um, the workshop itself is free for anyone who is inside my program, the One Day Closet Cleanse. So if you've already purchased, if you're listening to this and you've already purchased the One Day Closet Cleanse, then hooray. <laughs> um, keep an eye on your inbox. You will get an invitation to attend this live workshop but if you aren't in the program basically it is a self-paced closet decluttering program where I walk you through step by step how to do pretty much everything I've talked about on this call so you know how we talked about how you need to figure out the difference between what is the style that you genuinely love to wear and what it is that you admire on other people so I walk you through a really step-by-step, -step, like you don't even have to think, you just follow the instructions way to define your own style. And then you use that as a guideline to help you declutter your closet. 
Okay, um, so that's what's included in the program. There's also another bonus live workshop that I recorded earlier this year, which is how to stop buying clothes that you never wear, um, which was an amazing workshop. And I've now concluded that for free as a bonus within the one day closet cleanse. So when you join, you get the closet decluttering formula and you get the how to stop buying clothes you never wear workshop. And then you get your invitation to this personal uniform workshop. As I said, it's going to be um, recorded. It's going to be live on the 5th of November at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Um, obviously, it's always great if you can attend live because then you can ask questions, etc. But if for some reason you are watching this or sorry, listening, it's a podcast. <laughs> if you are listening to this after then and you join the One Day Closet Cleanse, you will get access to the recording of the personal uniform workshop. Okay, so yeah. I hope to see you there, but if not, regardless, I hope that some of the tips in this podcast episode, it's probably one of the longest that I've recorded in a long time, but I really just think, yeah, there's so much tied up in our closets, isn't it? Like, it just doesn't seem like it should matter for so much, but for so many of us, there's so much emotion. Our closets feel like just such a big part of our lives. And so decluttering it and really creating that confidence with your wardrobe is nothing short of life-changing or at least it was for me okay so um thank you so much for listening i hope i will be seeing you live on the 5th of november at 7 p.m i will put a link in the show notes it is called the one day closet cleanse is the program or you can google it if you google simply fiercely one day closet cleanse it will come up all right so have a good week and talk to you all soon Thank you for listening to the Simply and Fiercely show. If you want to learn more, you can download my free mindful decluttering guide and learn all the secrets that help me go from shopaholic to minimalist. All you need to do is visit simplyfiercely.com backslash free guide. That's all one word to get instant access. Until next time. Thanks again.